Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're hearing us from. Welcome to another episode of Wisdom Heart. Today we are reading from Luke chapter 7 from verse 1. When Jesus had finished saying all this in the hearing of the people, he entered Capernaum. There a centurion servant whom his master valued highly was sick and about to die. The centurion heard of Jesus and sent some elders of the Jews to, to him, asking him to come and heal his servant. Verse 4. When they came to Jesus, they pleaded earnestly with him, This man deserves to have you do this, because he loves our nation and has built our synagogue. So Jesus went with them. This is a familiar story. The centurion who sought the help of the Lord Jesus Christ for the healing of his servant, who was near death. He sought the help of the elders of the Jews in asking the Lord Jesus to heal his servant. Hear what the elders told Jesus. Go back with me and hear what the elders told Jesus in verse 4. When they came to Jesus, they pleaded earnestly with him, saying, This man deserves to have you do this because he loves our nation and built our synagogue. The Bible is silent about whether or not this is why Jesus went with them. But the fact remains that Jesus went. Our interest in this passage today is the testimony of the elders about this centurion. They said that he loves our nation and built our synagogue for us. The centurion wasn't present when they were giving this testimony about him. I also note that they were speaking to the Lord Jesus Christ, the one who knows us all. So they cannot be saying what is untrue. My question now is this, what is the testimony of others? What is the testimony of the elders about you? What is the truth they will speak into God's ears about you? The centurion wasn't there when these men were pleading with God for him. So also you won't be there to hear the testimony of men about you when they speak to God on your behalf. But what will that testimony be? This is my question. A testimony should be the truth of who you are before men and before God. I'd like us to look again at another example, this time from the book of Acts. Go with me to Acts of the Apostles, which I'll be looking from. Um, Acts of the Apostles, chapter 9, verse 36. Acts of the Apostles, chapter 9, verse 36. And I read, it says, In Joppa there was a disciple named Tabitha, which went translate Dorcas, who was always doing good and helping the poor. About that time she became sick and died and her body was washed and placed in an upper room. Lida was near Joppa, so when the disciples heard that Peter was in Lida, they sent two men to him and urged him, please come at once, verse 39. Peter went with them and when he arrived, he was taken upstairs to the room. All the widows stood around him crying and showing him the robes and other clothing that Dorcas had made while she was with them. See the testimony about her in verse 36. She was always doing good and helping the poor, so much so that the widows were displaying the clothes and other things she made for them. Peter attended to her, prayed for her, she was raised from the dead. Actually, God is as interested in who we are and He's also interested in what we be, what we do. We serve God out of who we are. Being begets doing. Did you hear that? I said 
being begets doing. It is from who we are with God and before God that we serve the interests of God, that we serve God's kingdom. It is not doing before being. All of these people that we are looking at, there was something that was there. There was a love for God. There was a desire to, you know, to, 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 to do God's will. And out of that desire of, of their, if you like, there their, is a deposit of a relationship, a desire after God that they, they served God's purpose in serving the interests of people, in serving the concerns of people, in making sure that people were settled in their situation. Your being is captured by the testimony of what others can honestly say to God's ears about you. Did you hear me? Your being, who you are, who you truly are in Christ. The capturing of you is demonstrated by the testimony that people can actually share to God's ears about you. The truth is that God always has God also has a testimony about you. That's true. God also has a testimony about each and every one of us. So what is your testimony before men and God? Before Enoch died, he had a testimony that he pleased God. My prayer for you today is that you will realize the importance of the testimony of others before you when it is most important. Your testimony can be your lifesaver as we have seen in those two cases. It can be your lifesaver. In the case of the centurion's servant, it was the testimony of his master that brought him healing. In the testimony of Dora um, of Dorcas, it was what the widows had to say, the people had to say. The testimony was a lifesaver. Perhaps Peter would have still prayed for her. We never know. But there is something about that testimony that provoked, I want to believe, added to if you like that grace and desire to see her come back to life when people speak to god about you my prayer is that your testimony will cause a divine shift in your favor a shift that will cause the supernatural the miraculous to happen a shift that will change your story and the landscape of your life forever for those of us who will speak to god about others let us take their testimonial with us as we go to God in prayer for them and for their situation. Let us spread this testimonial boldly for God to see and hear. Let us petition God and heaven using the testimonial as our prepared arguments and let God see us carrying their testimonial as it were as, as, as a tablet before God and we shall see God move and act in their situation because we did not keep quiet. And because we were not silent when it matters most concerning them. When it matters most concerning Dorcas, the people did not keep quiet. When it mattered most concerning the servant of the centurion, he did not keep quiet. They presented the issues before God. The elders of the Jews did not keep quiet. They entreated the Lord Jesus Christ for the centurion who was speaking on behalf of his servant. They entreated Peter on behalf of Dorcas who had just passed away. Their testimonial, I believe, made a difference. There are two sides to this topic today. For you listening, remember that daily we are building a testimonial before God and men. Don't ever forget that. Also remember that you owe it to others to approach God and petition the Lord using the testimony of their lives. 
to drive your prayer of intercession for them. I'm praying that the Lord will hear our prayers and do for us and for others exceeding abundantly above all we can think, ask, or imagine as we consider the fact that our testimony before others, our testimony of others matters. It can be a lifesaver. It can make a difference in their life. It can change the landscape of their life forever. It can bring the divine into their situation when it matters the most. Speak in God's ears about that person. Bring that person's testimonial before God. Remember their works to God's ears. Yes, it matters to God. Remember there was a king who was going to pass on. I believe it was Hezekiah. And he said, Lord, remember my works. And the Bible says that God sent his prophet back to add 15 more years. Who needs your prayer today? Who needs you to speak into God's ears today and give a testimonial about them and give a testimony about their lives? And perhaps that will be the change maker and bring the difference they have been trusting God for. May the Lord bless this word in your heart in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Share with your friends and family. And until we come your way again, the Lord bless you and keep you. Cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Lift up the light of his covenant, his countenance, and give you his peace forever. Amen. May your day truly be blessed. Hallelujah.